Protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. Regular listeners to this program know that the message we keep repeating again and again is that you need a plan to help you navigate life, that peace of mind is worth a lot as you age, and that for your own protection, you need to put some things in place to secure your own financial well-being. We'll talk about that today with financial author and commentator Kelly Keene. She's worked with national agencies on financial literacy. She's a former investment advisor, and she's here today to talk about the risk of not having a plan and the rewards that come from having a plan and the tools to ensure it can be followed. Kelly, let's talk about uh, this report on 60 plus um, from the Financial Planning Standards Council. What did the agency set out to accomplish by doing this study? Yeah, so this is actually a third survey um, in conjunction with uh, Credit Canada and and Financial Planning Standards Council uh, in a continued series on trying to gauge the health of Canadians. And we wanted to look at those age uh, 60 plus that were considering a senior and surveyed a thousand of those. Uh, And the results that we got back were a little bit surprising. At least half uh, had one financial concern. A quarter are worried about uh, outliving their savings. A quarter are worried about uh, being able to afford long-term care. Uh, Those that are homeowners, uh, a quarter have a mortgage, which, um, you know, is is a big (laughs) no-no in the world of financial planning, is retiring with debt. So we found that people are worried, they're stressed, they're having to work um, longer than they had anticipated and a lot of them peter have debt so out of those findings what is the response well uh the response so far is just talking about it uh educating canadians certainly i'm getting a lot of feedback about uh okay so what do you do uh what do you do with this uh so one of the real standout findings was over 50 percent of those 60 plus have at least one form of debt Uh, 26% have two forms and leading the pack is credit card debt. As we know, double digit interest rates. Second is actually line of credit debt, which a lot of Canadians are not uh, paying more than the interest only required payment, which is terrifying. So these are supposed to be the the wonderful years, the, um, you know, the years that you're not worrying that you're, you're ticking off the bucket list. And in fact, uh, Canadians are reporting that they are worried. They're having to work, as I said, um, children pulling on them. They didn't save as much. And and it's it's not really a surprise, right? Uh, seniors, as everyone else, have been um, taking advantage of low interest rates for things that maybe aren't in th- their best long-term financial health. Um, so the real takeaway is it's not too late. It never is. But um, life is complex. And especially... Pre-60 and 60 plus, you know, are you taking your CPP? Are you delaying it? If you're working, how does that look? Um, and and that can be really tough to gauge if you're not dealing someone with someone like a certified financial planner. Or, of course, Peter, if debt is screaming at you. And this really shocked us that 35% of those 80 plus have one form of debt. 80 plus. 
Um, so that's when we're hoping that you're maybe talking to someone like a nonprofit credit counselor that can help you build a plan uh, to get out of that debt and, and to enjoy your retirement. So much of debt for this age group seems to me to be a trying to help family members who, for whatever reason, aren't able to help themselves completely and be completely independent financially. And I wonder if it isn't a part of the messaging to say to a senior, you have to be a little bit selfish and put mm-hmm. you first. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, the, the Financial Planning Standards Council had a survey last fall that I spoke to you about called Failure to Launch. <laughs> and that was um, exactly baby boomers still helping their millennial kids and them being at home. And so this, this survey didn't dig deep into that. But of the one in five in our survey that reported that they were still working 12% of them said that they had to continue to do so because they were helping their kids. So um, yes, it is a time to be not even selfish, but just to, uh, here's the problem, Peter. A lot of people have not crunched the numbers. They don't really have a plan. They don't really know if they can help the kids and they might be giving away um, cash flow or assets or what have you, like you said, that they have not thought about oh goodness, what are you going to do when you're 75 or 80 or 85 and, and don't have that ability to work any longer? So um, sometimes too, having that plan, having that pro gives them a little bit of, of mm, shall we say like a shield or some confidence to then say to the kids, look, uh, I'm dealing with this planner. They've shown me that you know, I, I just can't continue to help you or, um, you know, help you in that same way. And, and, and the fights that, that ensue with other siblings and what that means at estate time and all of that, if you're helping them out through their whole adult life. So it, it, it does get very complex. The lesson in all of this is not simply for the senior. It is for all those around them who say, I don't want to be in the same spot. And I understand I need to plan and I need mm-hmm. to start sooner than I have in most cases cases uh, to put a little bit aside for down the trail. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the problem, Peter, is that our brains are hardwired for instant gratification. And actually, new brain scans show that if you think of yourself, a certain part of your brain lights up. If you think of a stranger, another part of your brain lights up. That's logical. But if you think of yourself just 10 20 years into the future, the stranger part lights up. Who wants to save for a stranger? Why would you give up the pleasure of today for a stranger of tomorrow? So the the research shows that if you just even take 10 minutes at any age, take 10 minutes and write down your age in 10 years, in 20 years, and ask, what are you going to want to be doing at that stage of your life? What is that going to cost? And you build a relationship with your future you. You now have an obligation to that person and your subconscious helps you with saving and curtailing spending and things of that sort. But if you never ever engage in that person that you're going to become, it's very difficult for you to delay the gratification of today and save for that person for tomorrow. Canada Pension Plan was put in place by a federal government decades ago to make sure or to encourage people to save a bit and to make sure that there was something available for them Mm -hmm. uh, in their retirement years. Uh, Old age security supplemented that. The great sadness is that not enough people have taken what the government did on their behalf and copied it in their own life 
to make sure that after they didn't want to work or couldn't work or couldn't bring in any other income, there would still be something there for them to have some quality of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a real it's a real issue. And, and it's interesting that you bring it up because I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but um, the people that I the folks I've talked to that administer pension plans at work tell me how little uptake there is in that. And even when a person is incentivized by their employer to invest in a RSP at their company or something of that sort because of matching, what these people also tell me is, is the um, people that enrolled very quickly find some emergency to take this 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 earmarked for retirement money out. So um, you're right. It, it for whatever reason, um, people are just have not have not followed suit with governments and pen, and and those pensions are disappearing very very quickly too. And I'm not a fan of further government interference in people's lives. I don't think people should necessarily have to um, be forced to put money aside going forward. Um, and yet. You look at some people who call for an investment in a health care account uh, at, a, at a young age on the same principle that we pay into employment insurance and we pay into the pension plan. Maybe we should each have a health care account, which would deliver a benefit, at least in theory, uh, as we as we age. Um, if people won't do it for themselves and given the fact the costs aren't going away, maybe it's something that has to be done for them for their own good. Well, I mean, certainly when we look at our aging population, uh, I, I mean, at some point it's people are the, the sad fact is that 50 percent of Canadians are two hundred dollars away from not being able to pay their bills. So um, would it help if there were some nudges, if there was some choice architecture, if you will, where um, even if it weren't maybe forced upon us, but at least these accounts were opened up and you could opt out but you didn't have to opt in. The research shows that, yes, uh, there's a lot more success in those programs. So maybe there's at least some government nudges if it's not the heavy hand of the government. There's maybe at least some nudges to open up more accounts for Canadians, encourage them to save. Uh, maybe if you open up a, a mortgage, Peter, and you know you take out a mortgage and the bank has you rate at 95%, maybe there's an automatic emergency account that's set up for you that a portion of your mortgage payment goes into that you can opt out of it. But if the bank already set it up for you and it was easy and it was done, the chances are you're probably going to leave it alone and keep saving for yourself. Author and financial commentator, Kelly Keene. More on this subject in a moment on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.